welcome back to another episode of Coffee with Yvonne. I can't believe that we are almost in April, which means it's getting warm outside. Brunch on the rooftops are starting very soon. If you're from the DMV, you know that is part of our culture, hands down. The little things that have been happening to me this past week, I went to Issa Rae's takeover at the Kennedy Center this past weekend and got a chance to get a sneak peek at the Reed, one of my favorite podcasts, comedy album, as well as go to a few creative events in the area. So I'm just super excited to have a chance to connect with you guys yet again, to have coffee, to have honest conversations, and to get into this week's episode with another special guest. So grab your coffee and let's chat. Before we get into this week's episode, let's get into our industry news segment. As you know, it's called What's the Brew? That's brought to you by Black Nerd Coffee. Founded by two HBCU grads, Black Nerd Coffee is a Black-owned, woman-co-founded e-commerce business. As a coffee roaster, they specialize in small batch roasted coffee and whole bean and ground finish. Find them on Instagram and Facebook at Black Nerd Coffee. Coffee nerds unite. For our first story, we're going to talk about beauty brand Ulta. Ulta is betting big on Black-owned businesses. During the height of the protests, Ulta was one of the many companies who made the 15% pledge to dedicate at least that amount of shelf space to Black-owned brands. Two years later, while we're still waiting for brands to pull up and keep their promise, Ulta is not only keeping their word, but they're putting real dollars behind it. According to The Root, the investment includes about $25 million of media spend towards multicultural platforms in which 10% will go towards Black and Latinx-owned media companies like Exo Nicole. The company is also putting $8.5 million towards marketing Black-owned, Black-founded, and Black-led brands. The money will be spread across channels from programmatic ads, which if you guys don't know what that means. Programmatic ads mean those targeted ads that you see come across your website or social media feeds when you're scrolling or searching for something and media partnerships to content marketing. And this is a great way to also introduce the fact that Ulta has not only pulled up, but they've also continued that promise with featuring brands like Rihanna's Fenty Collection that has recently launched this month in Ulta after being originally launched in Sephora. And her brand includes that diversity initiative and you see different products from Pattern to Fenty being offered. And also y'all to be totally honest and transparent, I've always preferred shopping at one brand over the other in terms of stores. And this recent announcement confirms why. Y'all could imply on what y'all want to on that one. If the shoe fits, wear it. Stylish comfort-based brand Kohan launched their first ever sustainable shoe made from dandelions. Yes, dandelions. The flowers that you used to pick up in your mama's front yard are now being made into shoes. Go figure. It was shared on the Today Show, but Kohan's new generation Zero Grand 2 shoe features an outsole fabricated with flower foam, a patent-pending material that's made of at least 25% natural dandelion rubber. The shoes are also a first step in Kohan's Change Forward initiative, which represents the company's desire to use more naturally derived or recycled materials in its products. This is especially important as buyers become more conscious and zillennials, millennials, whatever we're called right now, 
grow into their buying power, brands have to step it up if they want to compete for their dollars. So Kohan is definitely moving in the right direction. In our final story, Netflix announced a new CMO, which is a chief marketing officer. Now, I'm going to be transparent again. I was not too happy when I learned about this next story since I'm an advocate for Black Girl Magic taking higher positions in the marketing industry, but here we are. According to Variety, Bozma St. John, the boisterously stylish executive at Netflix, was replaced as CMO by Marion Lee. Lee was promoted to VP of Marketing to CMO after joining the team a year ago with a background in fashion and music from Spotify to Condé Nast. When asked about the departure, of course, Bozma gave me the perfect corporate response. I know one when I hear it. She said, I came to Netflix with a surplus of enthusiasm and creative energy, and I am immensely proud of the campaigns we inspired that sparked global conversations. She also added, it's been a transformative two-year experience from which I will always be grateful. I will tell you the truth. I'm looking forward to seeing what she does next. It's just interesting to me that she was appointed to the position during the height of the protests. And now that we're seeing this transition, they're moving in a different direction. It's just interesting. That's all. So joining me for coffee this week is Rhea Garner. Rhea Garner is someone I met, was it back in 2018 or 2019? Uh, I'm not sure anymore, but I met her at a Facebook for Business event and we just immediately clicked and have followed each other on social media, supported each other throughout our own creative endeavors. I watched her evolve as a businesswoman, become a wife and a mother and rock every single role of her life, but do it with transparency and honesty. And the same transparency and honesty is what she brings to this interview. So Grab your coffee, enjoy this conversation with Rhea Garner, the founder of Blanche Media Group. Okay, everyone, as I mentioned, I have one of my industry faves on today's show. Like, what I let me tell you something. When I bring people on a coffee with Yvonne, it's actually people I know in real life, have hung out with in real life, and I clap for in real life. So, first thing we got to do is read her receipts. This is her bio, and just get your life while you're driving the car. If you need to scream out, yes, queen, it's okay if you do that as well, okay? So growing up in a family business, Rhea Gardner got her front row seat on what it takes to be a small business owner. At a very young age, her parents showed her and her brother how to run a successful business, the significance in fostering relationships, and the importance of creating an impact while doing what you love. Rhea found her love for marketing and communications while attending an HBCU, Winston-Salem State University. And this purpose-driven career path has evolved into, I can see her on my screen, that's why I'm laughing a little bit, has evolved into creative and pragmatic communication and brand manager. Throughout the course of her career, Rhea has built and deployed internal and external communication and media initiatives, campaigns, created strategic communication plans, led crisis management team, and is responsible for social and brand management for a number of commercial and federal government clients. 
With influences from her childhood and communications career path, Rhea became compelled to be a small business advocate. She completed an aggressive master's degree program in public relations at Full Sail University in effort to continue to support the small business community. She launched Blanche Media Group to champion entrepreneurs in the digital space, and her media group provides proven industry strategies and tactics that redefine their client's social media strategy, brand continuity, I can read y'all, and overall online presence. She wanted to do more, so through Blanche Media Group, she created a social responsibility project, Black and Rural as Fuck is a private supper club that creates access to like-minded black professionals entrepreneurs and career professionals in various industries as you should know african americans are less likely to be afforded groundbreaking opportunities as their white counterparts and these dinners grant opportunities for attendees to network with people who look like them instead of waiting for a seat at the table ria has transformed the traditional networking experience and created a table inclusive of men and women of color not only that, Rhea's outstanding work ethic continues to impact her community. She has fundraised more than $2,000 for 200 local underrepresented children in the D.C. and Virginia area to attend local theaters to see Marvel Black Panther film, Wakanda Forever. She was also able to rent out five theaters for children that wouldn't normally have had the opportunity to experience the film. Also during Juneteenth, she raised almost $6,000 to donate to an all-Black woman tech team behind the My Black Receipt startup platform that qualifies collective purchases from Black-owned businesses. Today, Rhea is still very passionate, dedicated, and committed to helping small businesses and entrepreneurs achieve success. And with that being said, welcome to Coffee with Yvonne. Rhea, how you doing, girl? Wait, was that about me? That was about you. I've done so much. Yes, hair flip, Beyonce ponytail. Wow, you really made me sound good. You did that. That is you. (laughs) Your receipts. Oh man. (laughs) Hi, Rhea. Hey, boo. What's going on? I am ready for this conversation. Hey. Hey. (laughs) Okay, so let's get into it. So first question, you've managed to not only build your own company, company Blanche Media Group, but also pre-pandemic, create a social safe space, Black and raw as fuck, for Black creatives and entrepreneurs to gather over good food and good conversation. As someone who has attended this event, Kudos to you. It is a wonderful time. But what inspired you to start your own business and create this modern day supper club for the culture? So what made me do it? So first of all, because we are in marketing and communications and branding, we always have people of different backgrounds coming to us. Hey, do you know someone that does graphic design? Do you know someone that does accounting? I need my taxes done. Do you know someone that does PR? I mean, we have so many contacts. So the second part of that is I was watching an interview. I think everyone has seen this interview with Issa Rae and, and they were asking her, Um, You know, how did she kind of build her team and start her business? Um, And she was just saying that, you know, it was hard getting to the top. So because no one was kind of helping her up, she just networked across. Mm. And so that's when the light flip 
you know, kind of switch for me because I was just like, okay, I have all these people I know, how can I connect them all? Mm -hmm. And that's kind of like how Black and Royal as Fuck grew because it was just one, the traditional networking experience sucks. And I'm going to be 100% going, if you have never been to a dry networking event, um, don't waste your time because, (laughs) (laughs) because getting a, a name tag and, you know, forcing your way to introduce yourselves to new people. It's the worst feeling. And I understand why a lot of people like don't go out and go to networking events, but black and Royal as fuck makes it so intimate and, um, a way that you can meet people without the awkwardness. You know what I'm saying? So if you versus going in a room with 500 people to a networking event and going to a luxury kind of like um, five star dinner with 12 people who all have different backgrounds that you could possibly network with, I would choose that over over a traditional networking event any day. And, you know, Rhea, you're absolutely right, because when we go to these networking events, it's not like we're not looking for each other anyway. We're looking for right. people who feel familiar, you know, like we all kind of like gather and cluster to people who feel we like do. we will hang out with on a regular basis mm-hmm. anyway. Mm-hmm. So you're absolutely right in that. And you brought up a good point about working in our industry. We both work in the same industry of marketing and branding and black owned marketing agencies and media groups are still considered super rare. Mm-hmm. Why do you think it's important for us to move out from in front of the camera as influencers or content creators to claim our own seat at the table and build these companies? Well, you know what? I, I am a huge uh, supporter and fan of Gary V. And so a couple years ago, I heard him say, every business, no matter what industry that you're in, you have to be somewhat of a media agency. So even if you are, and I'm just going to give an example, even if you are an accountant, you have to be a media agency for yourself and create a platform for yourself. So as an accountant, yes, you do numbers, you may do taxes, however, you know, um, you, you play in that field, like, you know, but have a podcast, have a blog, have, you know, maybe a um, a digital magazine, just in some way, create a platform for yourself and create a platform for your network, because that is how you're going to get your name out there. And then the other part of that is, you know, a lot of people put a lot of energy into social media and social media is the bread and butter, right? But then also traditional networking, Traditional networking goes a long, long way. Getting your face out there, meeting people. I think, I mean, even my dad, he's been a um, a, business, a small business owner in construction for about 30 years, most of my life. And so he does not have a social media page. <laughs> I swear he does not have a social media page. But when I went into business for myself, I asked him, I said, dad, what are what is one thing you would tell me to be successful as a business owner? And Yvonne, he told me to hand out 10 business cards a day. What? 10 business cards a day. Listen, I went to maybe a restaurant and he called me while I was there. 
And I was like, yeah, I'm at so-and-so. And he was like, oh, tell them you know me. I'm like, what? You've been here? And he's like, yeah, tell them you know me. Um, meal comped, brought a bottle of champagne because he goes there and just talks to the staff. He oh, talks wow. to the owner. And it's this has happened on multiple occasions. Again, no social media. He has clients at the White House. He has clients at the Pentagon. He has residential clients. He has commercial clients, all with no social media. He's really the OG. So <laughs> I mean, you bring up a good point, though, because I think from what you're saying, people forget that their personal brand is just as important. You know, you can't go on these platforms, put a post up and think people automatically are going to listen to you or listen to what you have to say. And, you know, with your dad, as an example, he did the old school marketing. He did word of mouth. Word of mouth mm -hmm. marketing is still the most powerful form of marketing out there. Your reputation is your money bag, in my opinion. Yeah. Yeah. You know, because like you and I, we met randomly at that, what, Facebook for Business event? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And yeah. Then it turned out we knew a lot of the same people yeah. in, you know, similar circles. So I truly do believe your dad has a great point. Passing out business cards or at least networking with a purpose is super Right, important. right, right. Don't right. just try to meet people just to see what you can get from them. Make genuine connections when you're in these spaces. So when you exactly. are building your own, it's not a stranger that, you know, people don't know what you do. You're one of the first names that come up when they think of mm -hmm. someone. Mm -hmm. For example, for you, someone slid in my DMs asking if they knew of someone who'd be interested in being a speaker. You were one of the first profiles I sent to them. Because I was like, oh, Rhea, hands down. If you want someone who talks about this, Rhea is great at X, Y, and Z. It's right. because I know your reputation and what you bring mm -hmm. to the table. So, and, and people buy into people, right? Mm -hmm. Like, yes, the brand or the product might be great, right? But if you believe in that person, you're going to support that person. Yes. And I have bought into a lot of different products based on who the owner was and how they showed up. Mm -hmm. And, and for me, that, that kind of just goes back to your original question. Why is it important to come from behind the camera? Right. It's because people are now connecting. I mean, one people, everyone is human, right? So you want to pu pull on those emotional cores, but people want to connect with other people. Like, how are you relatable? Like, yes, your, your product is good. And it's the best candle out here. You know, <laughs> I mean, how honestly, how many people do we know that sell candles? How a many lot. people we know that sounds body butters? A I lot. Mean, <laughs> we do marketing and brandy branding for the same type of companies, the same type of, you know, uh, people in the same industries. But what makes you stand out? Mm -hmm. What is your unique uh, value proposition outside of just the product? Yes. Yes. Yeah. It's like, for example, when like, for me, I wear pink glasses. That is not by mistake. That is by design because okay. I want you to associate when you see pink, you think pink dollhouse, you know? And then with my personal brand, I'm not throwing up just random things on my business page just to say I posted something. I post with a purpose, but when I do choose to sh share myself, there's a reason why I'm doing it. But if you want to get to know me, you could go over to my personal social media or personal yeah, yeah. Twitter, where that's a different voice. They're cousins, but they're not sisters. 
at the same time. (laughs) Facts. You know, you're not going to see me at brunch for real on my business page. You'll see it on my personal. So you bring up a great point with that. And I think you, again, stated the fact that if you are going to do something, don't be afraid to put yourself out there, but be strategic in what you're doing. Mm -hmm. Think of other ways to market yourself outside of just relying on social to do the job. 100%. Another thing I wanted to know, while being a creative is beautiful, you and I both know we're very fun people. Mm-hmm. A lot of us struggle <laughs> with the business side from protecting our brands to charging what we're worth. Mm-hmm. You know, me, myself included at first till my mom sat me down and said, do you want to afford yourself? And I was like, yes, ma'am. And I, tra- I started, t- yesterday's price is not today's price. But <laughs> anyway, what <laughs> advice would you give our fellow creatives about tapping into their business side? Um, I think it's a few things that I want to talk about with this. this. This question has so many layers. Of course, Yvonne, you would ask this type of question, but um, so one would be, to go with your gut. I think a lot of times uh, in business, we try to compromise who we are, dim our light into what we think the audience wants from us or, you know, or, our, you know, consumers want from different brands. But I think if you are, if you stay true to who you are, your purpose and your mission of your business and even yourself, I think that you will win because a lot of times we may, um, I, I, I don't want to say a compromise because I already said that, but we may kind of like, I don't know. I don't know how it, oh, I do. I do. We may have some type of imposter syndrome. And that was the second part of it that, mm-hmm. that I was going to say, there is a, a lot of imposter syndrome that happens too when you're in business. And if you don't believe in yourself, your audience isn't going to believe in yourself mm-hmm. because we will read. Listen, if you read some of them comments on social media, they will call you out yes, about will. not being genuine. Yes, they will. Yes, they will. <laughs> I mean, because even right now with the trend of like the self-care stuff, you know how you see people like getting out of bed and showering and it makes great content. Right. Mm-hmm. But we know you have to set up the camera to make it look <laughs> go like, into oh, the shower. This is my routine. This is what I do. No, you don't. <laughs> you don't look like that when you wake up. Like, no, let's be I don't wake up like this. <laughs> so it's just, it's just that authenticity. And I think the, the most, the, the key advice here was just to stay true to yourself. Because a lot of times social media will get in our head about what everyone else is looking for instead of who you are. Yeah. Yeah. And you also bring up a good point. Social media makes us think that everybody is making six figures when in reality, be proud of when you hit your first, you know, $1,000 in revenue. It right. may not seem like a lot, but you made that money. Then when you celebrate, we get to 10,000, et cetera, et cetera. So let's be, let's be clear. And I don't mean to cut you off, but let's be clear not, as, a, as an entrepreneur, if you don't have a contract, you're not getting paid every two weeks. Oh. <laughs> okay. You're going to, what you're, what's going to happen is you're going to be working your ass off. You're going to get a check and then you're going to be working your ass off 
on it in your, the the payment is your drive your your own motivation your passion towards your company to get that next check yep yep so you have to dig deep to be able to say okay i'm gonna still be consistent because i'm looking for that next check that next mm-hmm. check mm-hmm. and you know i've mentioned this on the first episode of the season but i'm gonna say it again my mom wrote my contracts for me because she's a contract specialist so my mom laid the groundwork to protect me mm-hmm. in any situation. Mm-hmm. She made sure that each of my agreements are so plug and play that I can easily go in and update the language. But of course, she'll still look over it for me. Because one thing I don't do is a, what do they call that, Rhea? The, um, we agree verbally kind of thing. No, I mm-hmm. need it on paper. Mm-hmm. I need, mm-hmm. if it's on paper, I want my paper. That's pretty much it. Yes. You know? And unfortunately, when we're, a lot of us in our culture are building our businesses, we don't think about that. We try to do too much good faith in mm-hmm. terms of how we run these businesses and then mm-hmm. wonder why such and such is late with an invoice or mm-hmm. such and such hasn't paid us yet or mm-hmm. they'll get to it. No, you'll get to the courtroom if you don't run me my check. Mm-hmm. Exactly. I agree with that. And then, you know, doing something for some, someone and then, um, having them do something for you in return. What is that called? Bar- barter services? I think, I think that's in kind, something like that. I don't know. It sounds right. Go ahead. <laughs> we need to do we need to do away with that. Yeah. I mean, it's it's great, right? But run me my coin. Yes. Yes. Because the way these <laughs> gas prices my looking, the way these gas prices look, I need my check. A gallon of milk. Okay. Okay. <laughs> okay. Even getting my nails done. I'm like, how much? It was it, the, inflation is inflation is 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 a mess. <laughs> so, so yes, I I think that you bring up another point that I'm going to transition to to the next statement or question. Okay. So when it comes to creatives, you know, from the business side, but then our own way of getting inspired when working with clients. So what is your method? For me, it's listening to music or looking <clears> through <throat> my favorite books or save content on social media. What inspires you to create and then bring that creativity to your clients? What inspired me to create? Okay, I'm going to keep it 100, right? Um, seeing other people win. Mm. That's create, that, that inspires me the most. I love seeing our people hit their milestones. I love seeing other people, um, you know, tap into you know, launch a new product. I love, I love seeing people, uh, create for themselves. And I think for me, that is, that's inspiring to me because for me, I'll, I'll go back. I'll even look at myself and like, okay, let's go back to the drawing board. How can we make this more fun? How can we make this more appealing? Do I need to push something back? Um, or do I just need to go ahead and launch it for me? It's seeing other people win. And I'm a girl's girl. So when my girls win, I really be like, yes, (laughs) I am so here for this and, and clapping, right. Clapping for those people. So yeah, for me, you know, music, yes. And, and, and read, uh, watching documentaries. Yes. But mostly seeing other people win. I think that's enough of motivation for me. 
Yeah, and that makes sense because I noticed you and a few others are so consistent in my comments. And it's like, I just feel the positive energy mm -hmm. and motivation that, you know, we need in our industry because there's so few of us, especially when you get down to Black women in this industry. As mm -hmm. you know, Rhea, it's only 6% of us from entry level to executive. So we have to form our own kind of sisterhoods to just keep going, you know? Because exactly. this industry will drain you so fast. And you'll be sitting there wondering, sitting there in the corner, eating your food, going, why did I do this? <laughs> okay, right. And then I also think that, yes, it is 6% of us, but some, I'm, I'm not going to lie, like a lot of, uh, some women are very catty. Yeah. And we'll have these women empowerment and they're not women empowering behind the scenes. Let's, let's drink to that. Let's sip this black owned coffee to that. Okay. Well, well, <laughs> well, well. <laughs> <laughs> so being consistent in, in my girl's comments is not only a way of me showing love. It's also to motivate and empower you too. Mm -hmm. It goes beyond, you know, just beyond the engagement. It's, it's really, um, fostering those relationships and those connections and keeping, you know, not only myself inspired, but keeping you inspired too. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I think that what we do struggle with as creatives, as Black creatives, as Brown creatives, is th this idea of balance, right? It's already hard enough just keeping yourself together. We shared before we even got on here, I had to take a nap before okay. I even got on here to record the podcast. I was like, I need, I need just 30 minutes to close my eyes. Exactly. But this idea of balance is just a struggle sometimes. As a new mom, as a new wife, was was it hard for you to find your balance during this life tra changing transition into being a wifey and adult, like, you know, mothering and everything like that? 100%. Absolutely. Um, I, when I found out I was pregnant was in about March, 2020. So right before the pandemic started. And I was like, okay, I don't want to stress out. I don't want to have, you know, um, you know, God forbid a miscarriage. Mm -hmm. I just really want to have an easy pregnancy. So, and I was scared shitless. I'm not going to lie. And not because I was pregnant or bringing a child into this world. It was just because we read so much about black women and being pregnant and having really horrible experiences at giving birth. And so I was just like, okay, I need to do my research. I need to do this and that. I'm not going to work out because I don't want to hurt the baby, blah, blah, blah. And so I took a year off of doing any work because I wanted to make sure that the baby was going to be okay, that I wasn't stressing myself out. And then, you know, the pandemic too, I was just like, okay, this is really uncertain times. So I just want to be okay, right? Mm -hmm. Baby comes and now I'm like, okay, we're going into another year. <laughs> <laughs> and so if, when am I going to pick back up Blanche Media Group? Because it's really just sitting there now and I really need to get my group. So it was, it really wasn't until story started uh, my daughter's story started walking and I was like, okay, 
She can <laughs> walk. She could go pick up things. She could entertain herself. Let's crack this laptop back open. And that's when I found my balance. But I also had to just take a step back and be like, it's okay to give yourself grace. It's okay to take maternity leave for as long as you want to. Like this was the first time I'm a first time mom. So um, a lot of times, again, social media or society puts this pressure on us to be this super mom, to be this badass entrepreneur, to, you know, to be this hot wife, you know? (laughs) It's like, I'm still nursing. I I can't be hot wife right now. (laughs) (laughs) Seriously, like it's so many different factors, but that uh, women have to give themselves grace, even if they're not a mom, Mm -hmm. honestly, even if they're not a mom, still give yourself grace. Like that is society will pressure you into making, like making sure that you have it off. And even when you want to chill, you should be doing something. You don't, you don't have to do shit. Yeah. Yeah. And you bring up, so the whole thing about moms because I'm not a mom you know but I do have friends like you who have entered this journey into motherhood and it's the same thing across the board is taking the time to rediscover yourself it's taking mm-hmm. the time to enjoy motherhood which I don't think we really get the benefit of as black women because if we're going to be historically accurate can we be historically accurate we could be historically accurate okay if we're going to be historically accurate black women even back during the days of slavery and post-slavery we did not have the luxury of staying at home we Mm -hmm. had to work because we had to provide for our families so that whole idea of having to do it all kind of came from that connotation because black women were forced to work or go back into these positions while they were still trying to figure out motherhood at the same Mm -hmm. time so Now that we've entered a generational space where a lot more of us are financially stable, we are waiting longer to have children and we are growing our own legacies at the same time. We're taking that time to enjoy the fruits, literally fruits of their labor of Mm -hmm. motherhood and living in the moment instead of saying, I need to be X, Y, and Z out here, but stepping back and allowing ourselves the safe space to just enjoy that Mm -hmm. time of being. I mean, listen, I story will be two in November and I went to my OB and she's like, all right, so when are we having another one? You're 35. And I'm like, (laughs) I'm just getting into the group. I'm just getting my life back. I'm having a margarita when I leave here. (laughs) And and it kind of goes, goes back to what you're saying. Like we really do spend a lot of time trying to, figure everything out. And I had just posted on my uh, Instagram today. I really lost myself a while back. So when you see me pop out, it's not to stunt on nobody. It's to apologize to myself. And I'm not really apologizing to myself. Let's be clear. (laughs) I'm just stunting because I ain't been on the scene for a while. You haven't been outside. You've been inside. By choice. And so when the baby has something, when the baby has a babysitter and my husband is ready to turn up, child, we outside. Okay. Yes, as you all bets are all bets are off, gloves are off, laptops are closed, <laughs> hair is down, okay. Yes, face beat. beat. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> I am not playing, so 
You yeah. should not have to play with the girls at all. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. And, you know, speaking of your husband, which I, one, your engagement was so beautiful too. I loved how you did your wedding sidebar. I have said this to many of my friends. I prefer that kind of ceremony over the big traditional one or very, yeah. very, very, very micro. So that's yes. conversation for another day. But yes. <laughs> you're seeing a rise of- I don't like that many people, by the way, so. <laughs> <laughs> don't need 400 people in my wedding. Thank you. <laughs> I just need open bar and a really dope activation in the background to take pictures. That's all I need. That's it. That's, that's it. That's all I need. <laughs> But we're seeing a rise of more Black families like the Ellis's or the Lewis's share their stories and day-to-day with followers on social media, even their own pregnancy journey. Um, I think Kadeen and DeVal, they were very open when they experienced a miscarriage before they welcomed their son, Dakota, not too long ago. So why do you think sharing their stories or even sharing your husband's story and your lovely family is so groundbreaking and also important for the culture. So I'm not going to lie. I don't know who those people are. Oh, okay. <laughs> That's cool. I've, I've heard their, but I've heard their name. I've heard the Duvals. I've, I think I've heard of the else. What is it? Elsie's. Ellis's. Yeah. I think I've heard of them and a couple people send me their stuff, but, but I'm not going to lie. It's, it's for me, I'm sure that it's inspiring for other people to look at their stories. Mm -hmm. But for me and my, and just my, just personally, I try to pay attention to my marriage only Mm. and what works for us because what works for someone else's marriage and what they do may in fact be great for them, but it may not be great for me. However, I do feel like there needs, there does need to be some type of display of successful black marriages. Right. And I mean, back in the day, we had so many different uh, family sitcoms of black families, and we really don't have that today. So having in using YouTube and these different social media platforms as a way to expose what black families look like and in the especially while we're young, I yeah. think that's that's amazing and that's awesome and especially for single um, African Americans as well because it shows like okay, um, it's it shows just just in, it's inspiring content and it's motivating as well because yeah. who doesn't like black love? Because I could post a picture by myself. As soon as I post a picture of me story and my husband, it get 500,000 likes. I'm like, wait a minute. Because we're rooting for you. We're all rooting for you. Because it was me before it was them. What happened, (laughs) y'all? No, but you're absolutely right, though, because as someone who grew up in a single parent home, you know, my mom is my Shiro, hands down. And But when I see Black families in you know, black families with children and everything else, it just shows to the world that we're just like everyone else. We're normal. And a lot of those stigmas about us are a lot of times what exactly what they are. They're stigmas. And I think that when we have, you know, even you and your husband and the baby and we have like, you know, the Ellis's or some of my favorite couples, uh, Kelly Rowland, her husband, mm-hmm. you know, just showing that black love does exist. It exists in this space. We can be happy. We're not all, you know, in the streets, 
you know, acting the fool or anything like that or running around with multiple kids in different households and still having babies. Okay, but can we talk about can we talk about that real quick? Because I think a lot of times I was talking about. Did you know know who I was talking about? No. no, The the having the babies and, you know, hoping the checks raise the babies. But go ahead. Um, Spill the tea. Yes. Uh huh. <laughs> okay. Okay. So, I I do want to say this though. Um, I think we need to normalize black love, in a sense that we don't need to go through trauma to have a successful relationship. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of times, black love is put on a pedestal of, oh, they made it through the cheating. They made it through the infidelity. Oh my God. Like they are really inspiring. Why do we need to go through that for, to have a success story? And and no, we don't need to go through the trauma of pain and suffering and depression and all of that just to get to the other side of a successful marriage. Now I know marriages go through ups and downs, right? But can we normalize not being okay with, okay, I know that there's infidelity in marriage. So, you know, let's not normalize that. Yeah. 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 And and you're very right. Because sometimes I think when I see in the comments of like, you know, the shade room, all the accounts and a certain couple gets engaged, like, oh, she's still beside him after he did her wrong and everything. But that's not she's a real one or yes, she held him down, but that's not okay. Because if the shoe was on the other foot, it would be a different story. And instead mm-hmm. of calling couples like the Sierras and the Russells cheesy, they're not cheesy. It's just normal. And it's okay it's normal. to be normal. You know? Exactly. So I totally understand where you're coming from with that. And it just gives me hope seeing families like yours and other Black families being represented on these global platforms mm-hmm. that we are just like you. Mm-hmm. We love just like you and we build families just like you. 100%. Um, But speaking of that, there is a flip side to it. Okay. A lot of times women are pressured into being wives and mothers before having an opportunity to fully get to know themselves. What advice would you give to the 20 or even 30 something who hasn't, who, who is still getting questioned about why they haven't gotten married or have a child yet? Please mind your damn business. Mind your damn business. That's the advice. Tell them to mind their damn business. (laughs) Okay. Mind your own womb. That's actually a black owned brand too. But mind your own womb because what I do in my life and in my bedroom and what my uterus and What my uterus goals are is none of your business. Listen, I really, I really get heated with this because not all women can carry children, Mm -hmm. right? Um, Not all women can have children. Mm -hmm. Um, Not all women want children. Let's be clear here. Like there are so many different layers to motherhood. I mean, honestly, when you are, when you decide that you are going to have a child, you already know that there is a risk there, right? Because not all 
women make it out of the emergency room Mm -hmm. or make it out that hospital. Mm -hmm. So there has to be a level of compassion there and minding your business. (laughs) So, Oh, go ahead, Ria. No, no, no. Go ahead. You bring up a good point because I have, I'm not going to put anyone's business out there out of respect to them. I have friends and people I know who have gone through their pregnancy journeys and it was hard, you know, and they got the questions and they dealt with the, why haven't you had this yet and that yet? And not knowing that they were actively working to try to have their own child. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. it just, it makes me frustrated because I know how much they desired at the time to be mothers and to bring life in this world, but it just took a little longer than the other person who was able to get pregnant overnight. It seems like, you know, and, and as someone who I'll be 35 this year, I'm glad that one, my mom, one respects the fact that I even said when I was, I think in my earlier twenties or even in college, I did not want to have children in my twenties. I made that crystal clear that I wanted to know myself first before I brought another child. I love that world. I love I that to be mentally, emotionally, financially stable before I decided to raise the next generation of mm-hmm. leadership, mm-hmm. you know, and I got chastised a bit for my choice. I really did. And I, and I just wanted to ask that question because as a 30 something year old who also has friends who are 30 something who are successful, but may not have met their person yet. I think we got to let that topic go. We do let it go. Seriously. We, we do. And, and honestly, like how many times have we always said like women mature faster than men? Mm -hmm. So there are a lot of men who's just not mature enough to one, be in relationships and then two, be a husband Mm -hmm. (laughs) or be a parent for that matter. So we, and I applaud women who, you know, have, are in their thirties and haven't settled with anyone just to have kids. I applaud that so much because if I hadn't met my husband, you street love story. Um, (laughs) If I hadn't met my husband when I did, and you know, we weren't together, I would be single with no kids and I would be absolutely fine with that. And there are a lot of women that are devastated behind not having a husband or not having kids. Your time is coming, right? but do not force it. Right. Cause then when you force it, you may bring a kid into a relationship that is not going to foster them in joy and light and love at all times. And you might put them in the middle of a situation that neither one of you was truly ready for, or you just really just wanted the baby and didn't want the partnership, but the baby come with the partnership. Y'all Listen, know that, let right? me tell you something <laughs> like, if my husband was not around and was kind of like a deadbeat or, you know, baby daddy type of situation, I know he would, he wouldn't be, but if he was, all I'm going to say is shout out to single mothers because I don't know how I would do it without my husband. It is, it's raising a child definitely takes two parents Mm-hmm. It is not a one person show. So I always tell my mom, because it was just me and her for a while, I would be like, mom, shout out to you because I don't know 
how you did this. Same. And she will be like, your grandparents were really helpful. Mm-hmm. And, you know, like, and I'm pretty sure it's a lot of other people who were raised by single parents. And I don't know, for me, I'm, I'm just like, okay, now I see it. Now I understand it. You know, I call my mom a lot of times and I'll be like, oh, this is what you were saying. Like, <laughs> I'd be like, your granddaughter X, Y, Z. She'd be like, you know your child. You know your child. <laughs> you know how black moms are, girl. Yes. yes. I call my mom almost every day about the little stuff. Like, mom, what am I supposed to do with X, Y, and Z? You're supposed to do this. Oh, okay. Hold mm-hmm. on one second. I'll put mm-hmm. it on a whole hold while I handle X, Y, and Z. And they're like, okay, so they said this. Is that what I'm supposed to do? <laughs> Meanwhile, we're 35, okay? Like, still you, calling out mother. <laughs> you, you, you never finish raising your own child. Because I will be mm-hmm. raised until the day that my mom now on this earth no more. She's probably going to haunt me anyway, so... <laughs> And be like, mom, well, since you, uh, I hear you. Yeah, so since you're here. here. Uh, what's, that, what's the sweet potato roll recipe that you have? <laughs> but yeah, I I would, I, to answer your question, I would tell those people to mind their business. If you are in your 20s and you are pressed to have children and, and marriage right now, just take your time, mm-hmm. you know, just take your time and. And if you're in your 30s and people are questioning, tell them my name fucking business. Yep. Or borrow, if you have a niece or nephew, borrow one of them for the weekend and see if you really still want one. <laughs> and make sure you get one that's like two. Don't get an yes. eight, 12 yes. year old. No, 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 no. Get a toddler. Oh, get a Go toddler. get a toddler. Toddlers will test your patience. <laughs> Maria, the last question I have, you kind of touched on this before, but you know that Black women, unfortunately, experience that higher rate of death when it comes to giving birth compared to other ethnicities. So you shared a bit on it, but just elaborate. Based on your experience, how can Black women advocate for themselves throughout their pregnancy journey from their OBGYNs down to um, post-birth when they're like, you know, healing and that kind of thing? Mm-hmm. Um, a really good support system, I think, is a, a really good um, piece of advice. Um, unfortunately, my husband couldn't go into those prenatal appointments with me because it was COVID. So it was like a FaceTime situation just on the call, you know, on the phone with me and mm-hmm. looking at sonograms and things like that. But um, I, I advocated for myself. And if someone told me no, I would say it again, get a second opinion. If, um, if some people, some people may be interested in getting doulas, I think that's a really good, um, like a support, um, person. And then even down to, um, the, the day that you give birth in, in the post, um, pregnancy experience, I think that's where a lot of things go wrong too, because, uh, a lot of women may be in pain after birth and or get blood clots or, you know, even Serena Williams almost lost her life from and it was after she gave birth. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of unfortunately, a lot of nurses and doctors do not believe black women. So mm-hmm. if you could have someone in that room with you after you give birth, please, because if. I can't say something for myself. I know that someone else is going to be there to advocate for me. 
Yeah, and you're absolutely right, because that was the example I was going to bring up was Serena. She was very open about that, Mm -hmm. that she was experiencing. She said something did not feel right, and it turned out to be that blood clot that could have ended her life. And, you know, the doula um, part is an interesting part of the conversation because in recent years, I learned about doulas and how, you know, they're advocates also for you too. In your birthing experience, there are pregnancy doulas and there's also postpartum doulas. Mm-hmm. So when you first are home with the baby, it's overwhelming. You're trying to figure out this person that you carried inside of you for nine months and you need support. And while your mm-hmm. partner is a great support for you, you may need extra help. And there's nothing wrong with having extra help. As yeah, I, I, mom, yeah mom is great, but mom had us 30 years ago. So yeah. we need someone who has <laughs> oh, I raised you and I, you're fine. I'm like, okay, no, like... <laughs> We need a little update, mama, like the iOS. Okay. (laughs) We need someone with most recent experience, you know? So, um, yeah, I think a doula is great. And and I know a lot of uh, friends who have used doulas in the past. And I think if I would do it again, I would absolutely get a doula because some people, your health insurance covers uh, the expenses for doulas. And I don't think a lot of people know that. So... Yeah, I think my journey would be a little different with number two. Okay, okay. Well, to end on a fun note, um, what brands or creatives are you just loving right now? Like they are giving you everything you want on their content, how they engage with their audience. Who Who's your top two and not number two? Top two, not number two. I would say Lavishly Jackie on Instagram. That's Jackie I- Ayana. Oh, Yeah. Mm-hmm. She has a um another page where she does like self-care and like cleaning and organizing home routines, things like that. Um, she's really cool. Oh, and then like different perfumes, and she's super cute. Um, I think that's a really good page for content. Um, and then Brandon Blackwood, I've been getting a lot of his bags lately. I absolutely Love the new design with the B hardware. I was like, okay, I'm I'm feeling this. Um, yes, and he is. It both are black owned brands, so um, love both. Yes, and speaking of Brandon Blackwood, which I would love to have him on my show one day. But as I look up, Rhea, I'm looking at one, two, three Brandon Blackwood boxes sitting up there. <laughs> I love my Brandon Blackwoods and I get mm-hmm. so many great compliments on his work. Mm-hmm. It's it's sturdy, it's quality. Oh, and... I have another one. Oh, share um, the tea. Who is it? Hanifa. Oh, I love Hanifa. I'm wearing her sweater right now. You look cute. I see you, green sweater. <laughs> yes, I absolutely love her. Love, love, love her content. And I really loved her um, fashion show that she just did at the Portrait Gallery. Mm-hmm. So good. So she brought good. it home for the culture. I was just so happy. It's like, see, that's what you're supposed to do. But yep. that's another day for a conversation. Anyway, <laughs> anyway, I like to close out all my interviews with what I call quick fire questions. These okay. are the first answer that comes to the top of your head. Answer does not have to be perfect. It's whatever you feel in that moment. Okay. All right. If you were a superhero, what powers would you have? Can I choose two? That's fine. An invisible person that can mind read. Ooh, a twofer. A twofer. 
Okay. Okay. <laughs> uh, so, okay. Wait, you, 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 now oh, me, you, me. Yes. Ooh, I would have to say time traveling. Oh, my husband said that too. <laughs> not time there. traveling. Yes. Cause I would want to one, go back in time and, you know, maybe like talk to certain world leaders or history makers to talk to my own culture because mm. unfortunately I don't know who these people are because of the way. Come on, ancestors. You're going to talk to the ancestors. Okay, I want to talk on. to the ancestors <laughs> to see what's going on. And then three, look at the future of how I can positively shape the future and change any possible negative outcome that could be coming for us. Damn. <laughs> <laughs> you know, all insightful and everything. <laughs> okay, second question. It's karaoke night. Your name is up next on the list. What song or rap would you just body at karaoke? Look, if you butt. Bravo. No, you butt. <laughs> <laughs> so ghetto. So hood. So right. We're, We're just being ourselves. We're not hood. <laughs> and then finally, if you were a coffee, what kind of coffee would you be? I think I would be a chai latte oh so just a little like you know that milky flavor with the hints of something yeah just like a like sweet but spicy okay okay chai latte mm-hmm. what about you i would be i'm so basic <laughs> <laughs> i'm so basic i would be a white chocolate mocha with soy because that's <laughs> drink that's my favorite drink yes okay that's that's actually a really good one yeah and i love it because one um mocha is like hot chocolate it's a familiar flavor we all love but the white chocolate adds a little you know to it just a little mm, little something little something (laughs) and it's good enough to enjoy every day where you won't get sick of it yes yes agreed that's my coffee of choice uh so have you ever had an iced white chocolate mocha i have and how was that She's because I'm like, girl. the weather is... Okay, it's not... Okay. All not right. that girl for me. Okay. Not that girl. <laughs> you know, we're going to stick to what works. I've been drinking coffee since I was eight. So we're going to stick to what works. Okay. Okay. <laughs> All right. Well, Rhea, thank you so much for joining me for coffee. Thank you for having me. Yes. Before we close out, how can people find out more about you, your brand? Where are you on the socials? What is she doing? So I'm on Instagram at social ladybug, exactly how it sounds, two L's. Um, and then at engage with BMG. That's how wonderful. you can find me. Wonderful. And then before we close out, is your dinner coming back soon? Cause I So it seems like everything is opening back up. So stay tuned. I want to be outside. Okay, we'll be outside. Okay. So we can get dressed up and cute. Yes, because I have outfits. <laughs> Like oh oh they're oh they're on they're on standby they're on standby they're ready to go she's ready <laughs> okay. to go I got I got hair I'm ready I'm ready <laughs> okay <laughs> all right Rhea thank you so much for joining me and I'll chat with you soon thank you all right bye bye wasn't that great y'all I told you Rhea's a real one for sure and I definitely appreciate her stopping by for coffee with her busy schedule I know that. You know, she makes time for the things that are important, and I appreciate her doing that for me. Well, to learn more about me and my business, 
Pink Dollhouse Marketing, make sure to check out my website, pinkdollhousemarketing.com. Or you can go ahead and find me on Instagram at Pink Dollhouse Marketing. Feel free to slide in my DMs with any questions that you may have. Happy to answer them. Thank you again to our sponsor, Black Nerd Coffee. I'll chat with you soon. Bye. Coffee with Yvonne is produced and edited by Yvonne Pearson. Coffee with Yvonne is created by Pink Dollhouse Marketing. Catch the latest episodes by subscribing on Apple Podcasts.